this is Doug Beecham. Thank you for joining me today. I want to continue talking to you about preaching. Uh, the last two podcasts have, have sort of been a, a bit of a caveat in that, although preaching has been sort of a sub-theme of it with some particular focus, uh, one towards sharing your testimony in the month of October, and secondly, towards a call toward what we're calling hashtag 232. But I want to come back and put some more focus directly on, on issues of preaching. And for the next few podcasts, I want to talk to you about preaching, particularly from the Old Testament. And we're going to put put quite a bit of emphasis on this because there are some very important things that I want to share with you in these podcasts, particularly in relationship to the Old Testament. The first thing I want to share with you is, is a, a scripture passage actually out of the New Testament. It's 2 Timothy 3.16, where the Apostle Paul writes, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. In the New Testament, when Scripture is referenced, the reference is specifically to the Old Testament Scriptures. It's not primarily to the New Testament Scriptures because they had not been written, they had not been formally accepted as, as what we call canon, that is, the rule of faith, um, uh, the guide that, that is how we mark the canon, the mark, the, uh, the rule, so to speak, of, of where our faith and our behavior comes from. So when you read in the New Testament reference to the scriptures, those are the apostolic writers referring to the Old Testament canon. He tells us that all scriptures, he's looking back at, at the Old Testament, that it is in, it's given by inspiration of God. That, uh, that word inspiration uh, means God breathed. It means that in the writings, God breathed through those Old Testament writers. He spoke through their mind, through their culture, through their spirit. We do not understand inspiration to mean that whether it was Moses or Isaiah or David writing his Psalms or Jeremiah, that they sat down, they took up a pen, and and they, they were somehow... Uh, 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 the, there was something that came over them where, where they didn't have their own mind. Rather, you know, this was not some kind of automatic kind of thing that occurred. Inspiration means that through their history and through their culture, through their prayer life, through their obedience to God, through their understanding of previous passages of Scripture. For instance, when you're reading the prophets, Jeremiah and Isaiah and Ezekiel, they are writing out of the context of what God had revealed to Moses in the book of Deuteronomy. And so all of this is part of their framework of being inspired by God. They, it was God-breathed. And so it's important for us to, to understand this. The other thing I want you to understand is that as you continue to read out of 2 Timothy 4, in verse 13, the Apostle, Paul, the Apostle Paul says this. He tells Timothy, he says, 
And Paul is in prison. You have to remember this. Paul is in prison. He's probably towards the end of his life. He's been talking about people who are with him. We'll talk about one of those in a moment. But he's also talked about people who have abandoned him. But he then writes to Timothy and he says to Timothy, I want you to make sure that I receive the books, the biblios in Greek, especially the parchments. When he's talking about the books and the parchments, he is very likely referring to collections of Old Testament scriptures that were a part of his own possession. Why he had left them somewhere, we're not really told. Uh, we, he doesn't give us a frame for, framework for that. Why he would have uh, abandoned them, not abandoned them, but just left them in Timothy's care. Perhaps he knew Timothy needed them for dealing with the problems he's dealing with in Ephesus. But he says, I really need I need these scriptures. I need the resources that have been important to me. We don't know for sure whether that would have been a collection of the entire Old Testament or if it would have been portions of the Old Testament that Paul carried with him. We, also, we know that Paul cited from Isaiah quite frequently. We also know that, that Paul might have at this season of his life been wanting to receive comfort from what was written by David in the Psalms. Regardless of what it is, he wants God's word that he knows to be inspired. He wants it with him. Thomas Oden in uh, the interpretation series in his commentary on 2 Timothy, he observes that the parchments may have been collections of the words and the deeds of Jesus that were already being written down. Perhaps not in the gospel form that we have them, uh, that we have them collected today, but certainly in preparation for that. There's some reason to understand why that would have been the case. Do you remember a few moments ago I told you that at the end of 2 Timothy, Paul talks about people that are with him? One of the people that's with him is Luke. Luke, who's been with him on numerous journeys, Luke is with him, uh, perhaps not in jail himself, but is with Paul, has not left him, comes to visit Paul in, these, in this Roman prison. Paul also says to Timothy, bring Mark to me. That's John Mark, who later is the writer of the gospel that goes by his name. Luke, as you know, is the writer of the two-volume work in the New Testament known as the Gospel of St. Luke and then the Acts of the Apostles. It is very likely that uh, both Mark and Luke have already began, begun to structure the gospel records that go by their names. We know from the church fathers that Mark had been in conversation with the apostle Peter and had heard from the apostle Peter much of what Peter remembered by the Holy Spirit of the words and the deeds of Jesus. And so... Uh, you've got already occurring in this dialogue with Peter, with uh, rather with with Paul, you've got engagement with people who are already collecting material that they are beginning to write down. So this is this is important that Paul wants this. Now let's go back to the Old Testament. 
the Old Testament is sometimes called, sometimes it'll be called the Hebrew Scriptures, but sometimes it's called, and this is a word that for some of you, you've been reading uh, in, in your Old Testament histories, a word you might have heard before. For some of the, you, this may be a new word. It's called the Tanakhs. T-A-N-A-K-H. The Tanakhs. T-A-N-A-K-H. Now, this is a word that many uh, Jewish scholars will use and more and more Christian scholars are using to refer to the Old Testament scriptures. It's a word that's composed of the first letters of the three primary sections of the Old Testament as they are described mainly by, by Jewish writers. The first is the Torah. That's where the T comes from. We sometimes, as Christians, refer to Torah as the law. These are the first five books of the Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. These books that we believe were written by Moses. The, to be honest with you, I prefer to call them Torah. Our understanding of law, and when we hear that word in English, is sort of, it's, it's sort of a different understanding. It, it's, it, 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 there's a legalism tied into it. Torah, on the other hand, is that Hebrew word which is translated law, but has the sense of the revelation of the divine will. It's the revelation from God of the pathway of life and the pathway of blessing. So that's where Tanakh begins. The second uh, word, the end from that, comes from the prophets, which in Hebrew is the Nevaim. N-E-V, that's a soft B sound, N-E-V-I-I-M. That's the prophets. That's most of the books that we consider in the new, from, from the Christian canon, we consider to be uh, the prophetic works. And then finally, there's what's called the ketu, ketuvim, the writings. For us as Christians, as we think of the writings, we think primarily of Psalms, Proverbs, Job, Song of Songs, uh, Ecclesiastes. The, the Jewish writers understand the Ketuvim to actually include more books than that. Psalms, Proverbs, Job, Song of Songs, Ecclesiastes, but they add Ruth, Lamentations, Esther, Daniel, who we would put in with the prophets, Ezra, Nehemiah, 1st and 2nd Chronicles. We normally include Ezra and Nehemiah in 1st and 2nd Chronicles in what we call the historical books. Well, the Tanakh refers to Torah, refers to the prophets, and third refers where you have the, where the K-H comes from. You have the, the writings. And so that's, that's one way for you to think about the Old Testament. As a Christian, we sometimes view the Old Testament as Torah, the historical books, the prophets, and the writings. Well, I'm going to stop with that. We're going to continue more of this discussion in the next podcast. Thanks for listening to me, and God bless you as you continue your study of God's Word.